Hello everyone, and welcome to this Nintendo Life episode 134. My name is NBZ, I'm here on this Nintendo podcast, joined as always by Bally. How you doing, Bally? Happy New Year, NBZ, how you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's It's been um, a good time over Christmas, playing some stuff, lots of things got done, Smash Brothers had a deep dive, it was... It's a good time, um, but but we're not alone here, Bali. This, there's an elephant in the room, a rather large uh, American elephant who's come across the pond to greet us finally. One whose name has been echoed through the hallows of this great but show. He's, he's become myth. It's it's Ali T in the flesh. He exists. He's a real person. Ali T, welcome to the show. Hello there, and happy New Year as well to everyone out there. Yeah, um, how you doing, Ali T? How's it how's it been? It's good. It's nice to be back here in the UK. Um, back in Scotland, and I'm glad to finally be on the fabled TNL podcast. Yeah, exactly. You see, it's a lot more fabled on this show than I think TNL podcast is in the in the wider world. Yes, I guess that might be true. I mean, I think TNL is quite a well known thing now. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on on how you factor it. How many people do you know that have raised it? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we're we're here and we're going to talk about some video games and things like that. Is this is the funny thing? Is like the thing with Uality is you play certain games and you know you go on with them for a while and then I just blink and all of a sudden you've put 130 hours into Skyrim. And you've played like 50 hours of Smash Brothers more than Bally or I have played combined. <laughs> so uh, you definitely pick your battles when it comes to certain games. And we'll, we'll get into chatting about those. But Bally, do you want to give us the lay of the land of what we're going to be talking about today? For the first segment of this show, we will be talking about games we have been playing. And then for the second segment, it's going to be our predictions for 2019. We've all got five predictions ready to go. We'll also have a quick flashback to 2018 predictions which are, i'm sure are 100 percent correct and see where oh, yeah. we go from there yeah oh no i'm definitely right i know everything i'm uh, i'm a what do you call a nostradamus um definitely have uh, the future in my brain uh so clearly gonna get uh, full points there so uh, let's kick things off then bali what uh video games you've been diving into over the christmas break and and playing recently uh i dove deep on red dead 2 i sort of plowed through the last two thirds of that game i'd say yeah um you're texting me and like oh yeah i'm at the end of chapter six now i'm like jesus you've like spent this entire day doing nothing but be a cowboy (laughs) yeah i mean that's what the christmas holidays are for right so yeah exactly uh, that was took up most of what i played uh essentially all the faults i had in the early game didn't really go away i think i just got used to them uh and it essentially became just a really really strong story at the end i think that where that story goes and characters especially dutch and arthur morgan really make this game stand out in my mind like i still think it's a flawed game but story-wise and the places that story takes you in that open world like it doesn't and like i talked about this i actually did a um, top 10 games of the year video on our channel um so definitely check that out where i do talk youtube.com slash this nintendo life uh, yeah or it's pinned to my twitter account at Mm -hmm. ballyman91 so definitely check that out but essentially i think that that game does a really good job of taking you to some cool places in that incredible open world that they create um on top of that they have characters that you genuinely care about and 
I just thought it really picked up in the end and could have been a near perfect game, but ended up having quite a few, a few flaws. But yeah, it was it was an incredible experience. And yeah, yeah. and, and it, it's very clear why it's so divisive because if you really want to embody that experience and just let it wash over you, then it can it can have that effect. Now I was listening obviously to all the Giant Bomb podcasts over the the Christmas and um, and the way Brad Shoemaker was describing his experience with the game and and the way that it just affected him uh and mm. and made him want to like role play as that really character in certain yeah. moments um that's amazing like i wish the game had given me that experience but as it stood with the mechanics as laborious as they were it just wasn't something that i could see myself doing or getting into i just wanted to kind of get through it and see the narrative that they had built out and and i thought it was fantastically told just incredible voice acting and, and writing across the board but ultimately it was not a very enjoyable game to play through and that's just where it fell down for me so. yeah no, absolutely and it was it was mainly that story and that world and those characters that i liked the most i think that a lot of the mechanics and the shooting as we've said before just i i did some of the side stuff but like that's where the mechanics and the systems really bogged it down and just made me mm-hmm. feel like i didn't want to explore too much of that stuff i did a tiny bit of that stuff but i kind of had my fill and the story alone takes a good 44 hours ish yeah so i mean I, I know you did it in some crazy time mbz but like I, yeah i, I don't i don't know <laughs> i i it just took me a while but it was overall a really cool experience so that was red dead 2 Ali T, I'm interested if you have any curiosity about Red Dead 2, because you played the original on PS3, um, and I know you enjoyed that game quite a bit. Yeah, for me, Red Dead Redemption is one of my probably top five games ever. Really? Um, wow, okay. Yeah, that's how much I liked it. Um, I'm a big fan of games that make you feel very involved in everything, mm-hmm. um, whether that's through the... Um, the world or the gameplay or the just the general aesthetic yeah i i think that red dead 2 might be up your alley then in that case yeah um well it's interesting you mentioned that um i mean i thought about getting a, a ps4 for the last you know couple of years but it's i think pretty, i'm gonna pretty, ho- pretty cheap now we shall see but i'm likely gonna hold out for the um ps5 and just hope that the games like red dead 2 are ported across yeah, um, or even just being backwards compatible. I think at this point, everyone wants those systems to just be able to play everything, and so you don't have to worry about you know losing stuff as you as you go across. And because I think the architecture of the new consoles is so close to PCs now that the way they build them should be should be able to kind of carry things across and and not have to worry. So as soon as you get a PS Five, say you could just play PS Four games on them instantly. Uh, I mean, at least that's what I hope will happen, but. But we'll see. Um, yeah. Getting back to Red Dead, um, one thing I wanted to ask you guys is what you guys thought of the quality of the score, the musical score. Mm. Um, for me, one of the my favorite things about Red Dead Redemption um, on the PS3 was how the music was so well integrated into the gameplay. Essentially, the way it works is they have a sort of a baseline key and beat that goes throughout the entire game and it, they change certain things as you do different things so for example let's say you get on a horse a baseline kicks in and a different drum and a faster drum beat kicks in hmm. um i was wondering if things like that have been implemented into red dead 2 yeah I, I don't know if i necessarily noticed things like that they do have like key musical moments like you know the yeah. moment when you ride um into mexico for the first time in the original they have moments akin to that one where 
you are riding and there is a full song playing as you are going on that trip and there are some really great moments that they implement into that that game as well um i think the score generally fits the tone really well it's more varied than the first game is um and i imagine if if we kind of dug into it it probably would do similar things i can't imagine rockstar would kind of do that in the first game and then gloss over it for the second i don't, I don't know how you felt about it Bally. yeah i heard some comparison that a lot of the the musical interludes are sort of a bit like breath of the wild where there's a lot of silence in that open world and there's a lot of time and space that, that just allows you to listen to nature essentially yeah. and I agree that there are kind of these little bits here and there and they certainly were important but the bigger moments for me were the big the big story beats and there's like really there's a handful of songs that are just really well known that I don't want to just go over because it kind of spoils some stuff later on but um, I mean Red Dead 2 soundtrack um, walked to the giant bomb soundtrack of the year pretty much and it did win um, at the Game Awards soundtrack of the year as well and for me it probably would be up there i don't know I, i've not ranked the soundtracks from 2018 but it's we're thinking about doing that for um our patreon exclusive show is yeah, talking through some a, of the music yeah. of uh, games in 2018, in 2018 which will absolutely. be fun to play some of those good tracks as well right. so, but yeah, yeah so the, the smaller stuff that you mentioned alit kind of didn't impact me as much as the big story beat tunes that are in this game because some of those are just like some of the best moments of the year actually yeah yeah the, the ones where you are riding and, and it's it's really undercutting everything or or yeah i i think that that stuff is very very strong uh overall but but yeah it's 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 done now so i guess i don't i don't know if you have any interest in trying red dead online you guess you have to get the ps plus for that which yeah it's can't not be bothered with yeah it's not gonna make me get ps plus no I think, and we've got to move on there's other games yeah. in 2019 that we've got to yeah get to. too many um talking of which another game i played well a bit of dlc just very quickly played the packs two and three of the city that never sleeps dlc from spider-man on ps4 so that's another game i really really liked last year i thought the second pack was very weak uh, like both plot wise and what you're doing in those missions is very mm-hmm. dull but the third pack really picks up and there's like a really cool boss fight um that picks on from the story of of that trilogy of uh, dlc and like there's some incredibly tough combat situations that they incorporate into both those packs and like it, it does ramp up in difficulty in a way that i actually really enjoyed and just mm. just love more stories and sequences taking place in that universe there's really strong writing in there it's really just an excuse to keep swinging around new york isn't it like, yeah i mean i just want more of that like yuri lowenthal peter parker character and there's just more of that in this dlc and it's great you learn more about miles and that yeah. so it's great. I can't cannot wait for the next game whenever that comes. And this DLC pack, I would highly recommend to anyone who enjoyed the, the, the Spider-Man DLC. I think it's like sixteen quid for all three packs. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. And I'd be interested for you, Ali, to to give this a go as well. Now you're someone who literally lives in New York. Uh, what <laughs> you would would think of that? Because actually, the other day I was watching a bit of Forza Horizon Four footage, and it was going through the streets of Edinburgh, and it it hit me in a way, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Yeah, seeing really this cool. place that I, that I know so well represented uh, in a game, uh, and I don't know if Spider Man like is that you know rigidly sticking they need, to they need some dlc packs that go out to the, the other districts exactly right because <laughs> it is just manhattan focused yeah. so and i don't know how much you've been around that area uh, since you've been there but so it's interesting you bring up that point mbz um my first 
sort of experience of New York was actually playing Spider-Man 2. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, swinging around uh, on all those buildings. Um, Going out to Statue of Liberty, the all that stuff. Building, yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, and my experience of that was more of just the the feel through the the city and being able to get onto a nice vantage point and, and look around. Mm-hmm. Um, actually living there, you're kind of on street level. Um, and so the feeling that you get is a little bit different. Um, having said that, it would have... I mean, I live in Brooklyn, so it would have been much nicer if there was like a... Like you said, the DLC that you could play in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, have you guys actually seen the the new Spider-Man movie, the cartoon? No. I've yeah, barely right. seen it. I, I have not. I really do want to see it, though, because everyone is raving about it at the moment. It's very good. It didn't quite live up to the hype of some reviews that i've seen i think story-wise there are quite a few it's definitely slightly more kid oriented than i thought it would be and it is quite, okay some of the story beats are a bit like oh right okay and aren't fully explained um it's actually interesting in spider-man 2 i think you can actually cross the brooklyn bridge into brooklyn in that game you can you can not on ps2 maybe on gamecube but not, not on ps2 you can go onto the roosevelt island but you can't go onto brooklyn right is that wait does the brooklyn bridge go to roosevelt island there is a bridge you can cross that takes you to another bit, and I thought that other bit was Brooklyn. No, it's Roosevelt Island. Okay. Mm. Anyway, yeah. essentially, you can't cross that bridge at all in Spider-Man PS4. So, And I imagine that clearly this game is getting a sequel, if not two sequels. So there's more of New York to go to. I wonder if maybe, you know, they're saving that for a later game in the series that they can do that with it probably makes a lot of sense to do so because otherwise where are you going to go if you just give everyone the playground straight away um kind of makes it useless so yeah the, but you, you enjoyed it overall and enjoy the dlc yeah i loved the game i thought the dlc was strong um and if even if you just thought the game was pretty good i'd still recommend potentially at least trying the first pack of dlc because it is it is more of the same i think the highs of the main game don't the, the DLC doesn't reach the highs of the main game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's definitely up there, and it's just a great universe that I mm-hmm. want, want more of. One thing I would uh, mention about the DLC MBZ is that, um, first of all, in the movie, Miles, one of the characters, is from Brooklyn, so it makes right. sense for them to base it there. However, there aren't anywhere near as many skyscrapers in Brooklyn as our own in Manhattan. Right, okay. So you'd either you'd have to change the mechanics somehow to facilitate moving around quickly in a um in neighborhoods that are much closer to the ground. Right, yeah. Um, or you just have to limit it to the areas that do have skyscrapers. Hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't think about that because that makes a lot of sense as to why it would be so Manhattan-focused and why that's always the area people go to for Spider-Man stuff is because the way that his abilities and powers work is conducive to that particular environment. Um, Whereas when you're just like standard-sized houses and you don't have as large buildings, then yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe they would change the the style when you go to those areas i don't know because there's certainly parts when you know you go to central park and all of a sudden there's no buildings around and you're like oh where am i I can't stick to anything i'm just gonna fall into this pond it's kind of loses your momentum almost to some degree so so yeah i'd be interested to see how they they implement that cool and then finally um i beat eagle flight on psvr Mm -hmm. uh so i started this when i picked up psvr at the end of last year but i just thought i'd you know 
properly do that campaign uh, in 2019. And that is just a great game. It just gets the simple stuff right. It It gets that simple idea of flying in VR, feel good and work in a post-apocalyptic Paris, like that open world just feels great. It's, very, it's detailed enough where it's interesting, but not so, so sort of, it's not bland. Like it is, it, even though it can't, like the resolution can't render like great detail, it still feels pretty involved, which I think is nice. I think that the mission structures are simple enough for what that game is trying to do, whether it's, whether it's flying through rings, flying from point A to B as fast as possible, or just like fighting off other birds, like you, you unlock sort of sonic waves that you can shoot a bit like a, a space shooter. And yeah, I just think it's a really quality three, four hours VR experience. And I think Ubisoft has just done a great job with that. It's just, it's a really great package. Yeah, it's interesting because I always thought of Eagle Flight as a multiplayer thing because I believe they showed it off at E3 one year with some stupid celebrities and they were doing a race of some kind. I was like, okay, that seems like an interesting, I don't know, esportsy type thing they're leaning into, but I didn't realize that it was so kind of, you know, it, it had been built out as more of a single player experience as well. Um, how How is it for people who find VR more tricky? Because I know that you had said that Caroline, yeah. you know, similar to me, finds you know certain parts of vr quite uh, motion sick inducing and this one because you're moving through the air it it feels there's a lot of forward propulsion and i thought that because you dictate where you go with the pointing of your head rather than you know an analog stick i thought Mm -hmm. it would feel very natural to someone who gets motion sickness um but for caroline after about four minutes she like needed a proper hour lie down because it was just like nope it's just not happening and and she actually watched me she's seen me play astrobot and she saw me play a tiny bit of like dip into super hot vr just last night and she was sort of thinking actually those experiences look much better because there's just less forward propulsion that's yeah. gonna just make you feel ill so that's probably my mistake saying oh this game would be great to try out so yeah, I mean, Alice, you you tried a bit of Eagle Flight yesterday, and that was your first VR experience. What did what do you think? So I loved it. Um, I would say that you know, flight is something which is very hard to um, the the idea of flight is very hard to recreate in just a regular three D game um, on a screen. So having it in VR makes you feel much more involved in it. You know, there was one point where I flew up to the top of the Eiffel Tower and then dove off of it. And I actually felt like kind of falling in uh, as a bird or in a mm. plane. It um, gave you like kind of a stomach sensation almost. A little bit, yeah. But huh. it was, I think there, there's enough sensation going on around you to, to sort of take you away from that and not make you feel too like you literally are falling. Um, I was glad to not have any motion sickness involved with it. So, you know, I might be able to enjoy it, you know, if I do end up getting... Um, a PS4 and uh, and buy the PSVR. Um, I'd certainly recommend it to anyone who's who thinks that they, you know, haven't been affected by motion sickness in the past. Um, but I can certainly understand why people would not be able to play it, which is a shame. But you know, it's not for everyone. Yeah, and I think in the future we will get to a point where they'll have figured that stuff out a bit more so that people who... I think even from the beginning when VR was first starting to become a thing, I think they've figured some techniques out. Like, there are certain games where instead of turning around um, and moving 
directly they have kind of a teleport system so it like teleports you to the place you're going to be instead of you like moving forward without actually the sensation of your character going and and messing with your head so i think they are coming up with solutions for that stuff but i think it'll take a bit more time before things that are kind of directly involved with movement are are okay for people who find things like that a bit sickening so but we'll see um at least Bally is someone who just never gets sick in any situation when it comes to travel or whatever. So it's like the complete perfect test case for VR, I guess. You can probably do anything in VR and not there was, feel sick. There was one point I played a mission. I was trying to get three stars on a very hard mission on an Eagle flight. And I, I after this mission, I decided, right, I'm not chasing three stars anymore because that was just insane. But I spent like an hour just... Were you actually inside the headset for an hour? I was inside the headset for over an oh, hour God. just doing this one single mission that was it was flying through rings. And they were just in the most insane places and I had to like do quick head movements and everything. And even after that hour, I, I, I wouldn't say I felt sick, but I felt like ready to rest my body, essentially. Well, disoriented like I, almost. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was like sweating like crazy by that point because there was just so much movement of my body, like which was a bit unusual. So yeah, it, it, it's intense. And I think currently I do prefer to play VR in sort of half hour, 40 minute sessions. And beyond that, it can start making your body feel a bit claustrophobic is the wrong word, but it just feels your body just feels a bit tired, I guess. Right. And then you right. just have to adapt to it. And I think yeah. we'll, we'll all eventually adapt to it when it just becomes a thing when we're that's all the future. yeah exactly that's the future we're inevitably going towards right. microchips will be in everyone's brains so exactly. we might as well just accept it now and just you know put our headsets on and, and lie down and become potato people like in right. wally um yeah. yeah hopefully play more psvr experiences in 2019 there's a few in the pipeline i'm keen to try cool great um all right well uh, we can move on then to the big game which everyone's still playing um and uh bali you've not played as much i don't know what's what's up but you, you haven't been playing bitten. red dead mate yeah i know <laughs> you're trying to be yeah um but super smash brothers is a big deal ali t you've finished the single player world of light um how, how are you feeling so far about smash brothers ultimate because as someone who skipped the wii u um last smash brothers game was brawl um, it's probably been a while since you've, you know, gone deep into a Smash Brothers. How are you finding it so far? So I'm trying to think back of what my thoughts were at Brawl. Um, I think I was pretty young at the time, so I probably couldn't fully appreciate some of the uh, more in-depth mechanics of it. Um, sure. However, from playing, from what I've done so far on uh, Smash Ultimate, I like to think that the the physics engine is much more balanced. It feels mm-hmm. uh, much more punchy. Uh, you know, the players move when you want them to move a little bit more. Uh, it feels more responsive. Um, I think they've maybe ironed out some of the more broken issues in previous games. Having said that, I think there are still some broken bits. Um, one or two issues. Um, for those that listen to uh, Bally's um, top 10 games of 2018, um one thing that he mentioned was there were some... He, they had taken out some of the sort of lore, as it were, of the Nintendo universe. Yeah. Um, so when you unlock spirits, you basically only have the image of the spirit, and that's it. You I think it tells to... you what series it's from. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, and you don't learn anything about it. And there's all these characters in there that you know I was, I was never exposed to, and it would have been nice to just find out a little bit more about them. 
Right, and um, and it seems like with the spirits, they are going way more in depth, like into the real minutia, like stuff that is so obscure. And for the majority of people, they're not going to have any clue who these characters are. So, so a lot of the battles that have these really cool setups, where they've really thought about it and they've like created a smart invention of like here is a setup for this particular character if you don't know what that character is or the context or what what happens in that game it loses all of its impact and it's just like i guess it's another fight that you do um and you don't really get anything from it you know having finished the single player there's very little replay value in the single player you know there's not like there's any extra um spirits that you can unlock playing the single player at least i haven't come across that as yet yeah um, or any extra mini game all i got from completing it was the ability to change the likelihood of certain music on different stages which really you know, is fun but you know something which i feel could have been introduced um from the start of the game yeah is is that not available from the start because that was something that the wii u game did straight off the bat is you're able to customize like it was from the my music stuff you could do that um and just say like oh i want you know this wind waker song to play 75 percent of the time that i play this stage versus a twilight princess song or whatever um yeah because i haven't actually gone in and messed with that stuff i don't know if you have bali or tried to with some of the music no i mean i've i've as you say i've not i've not played a ton of this game i've played like maybe five six hours of world of light and a bit of online and then a bit of classic mode and a bit of um mainly just kind of learning some of the new new characters and i'm still in the process of actually unlocking everyone so like there's still yeah. a ton for me to experience so that i've not even touched the, the music stuff i guess yeah and i think I, some people have said that there is something pretty cool that happens if you 100 percent world of light um but that obviously will take a lot of time and going through and fighting all the really hard battles. Did, was there any that you came up across that you found too difficult? Or, or how was the balance overall for you when you went through it, There are a few um, very difficult battles. Um, mm-hmm. Less because of any particular, um, I would say, skill and more just the luck is kind of piled up against you. Right. Um, there's a couple of characters I haven't beaten yet who, you know, it doesn't matter how hard you hit or um, how fast you are with your, you know, reaction times. It can, you know, it's still very hard to, to beat the character. Yeah. Um, for those who've come across Pauline, mm. who I'm talking about. I've heard a lot of people talk about that one. I have not come across her myself yet. Because um, in some of the other ones where you're up against a character who's just very um, uh, strong, eventually when you finish the game, you have access to quite a few very powerful spirits that you can just put on your character right and just make you much stronger um and that's how you can beat those more difficult spirits but with the ones that are a little bit more um sort of technical i guess Mm -hmm. um they're still very difficult to beat no matter which spirit you pick yeah it's it's weird because there are certain spirit powers that i found helped me in those situations so i was doing a fight yesterday against i think it was it was alucard from castlevania and so it was a fight against simon belmont and also the alucard assist trophy and they were just wrecking me easily and and i couldn't figure out a good way to get past them and there was a spirit that gave me it's the one that makes you move really really slow but also you can't get 
knockback so you take damage but nothing really affects you you're just like kind of standing there so i just basically stood there and charged my smash attacks and because they they weren't like knocking me out of it i was able to do loads of damage and just take them out without any problem um so it it feels like there are specific spirits that are a little bit tailored to certain situations that are more chaotic um and and more difficult to deal with Uh, but but yeah it sometimes feels like no matter what you do it's kind of they've stacked it against you and either you have to like level something up to 99 using your stupid snacks or whatever or or just i don't know find some other bullshit way around it um it's it's weirdly balanced because there are a lot of fights that are very nothing and they're 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 more there for the fun of the idea Uh, i talked before about the giant snorlax fight which is just a big king k rule on the tropical island who does nothing and it's just a joke fight it's there to represent that character and it does such a good job of it there was one yesterday which i was playing the Redeads from ocarina of time and it's four mewtwo's who are like darkly colored and all they do is the stun attack because that's what Redeads do is they just stun you and don't make you move um and it was on like the hyrule castle stage and you know that fight wasn't difficult in any way but i was like that's really cool the way that they've implemented the idea of that particular character is smart um i I don't know if there are any that you can pick out in particular as you went through lt that you enjoyed certain characters the way they represented them um i certainly picked up on you know the references um i tried more to sort of just try and get what each of them were right um rather than I, I'm trying to think of any particular that stood out to me. I can't think of one right off the top of my head. Sure, yeah. Um, but, you know, I did enjoy that um, that mechanic that was part of it. And, you know, it made me... I think that's what, where it would have been nice that if there had been a description of the of the character if you didn't know what it was. Because uh, then that would give you a reference as to what you were really fighting. Right, exactly. Because, like, for the Redeads, if they were saying, okay, th- these characters, they appeared in Ocarina of Time, and Link had to, um, you know, he was stunned by them constantly because they screamed and tried to go slowly towards him. And then that gives you the context for why it's Mewtwo's just constantly using that move. Um, it it would help quite a bit. But, I mean, I understand the fact that there's, like, 1,200 of these things in the game, and the monumental task that it would take to create text and then obviously for you know europe localizing it as well it seems kind of ridiculous but also they did it for trophies so i, I don't know it, maybe it, it's me just you know projecting and thinking you know it, it shouldn't be too much work if they've done a lot of these characters and their descriptions before but maybe it was it's one of those things that you know this game is big anyway there's too many characters there's too many stages it's a lot of stuff so so maybe we should just be happy with what we have but there are still those flaws that we're still gonna you know go on about um are there any characters in particular that you've really gravitated towards and, and really enjoyed playing so far out of the the new bunch because obviously having played brawl yeah i think you've played some of like the wii u one uh, at my house and, and bali's house before um any characters that you like that you've been playing so far um so from the new new characters that i know are exclusive to ultimate um I've been a big fan of Incineroar, actually. Um, he's quite fun to play as. He has a lot of um, interesting moves. Um, I really like the World War World Wrestling Federation um, right. style to the character. Um, and that is reflected in his moves. Um, he has an awful recovery, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, but he's it's he's really, really fun to play as, and that's kind of the whole point of ultimate. You know, you're not necessarily there to just win; you're there to have fun as well. 
Um, yeah, he's he's definitely unique, and and I think that it's one of those things that as I get used to facing a lot of these new characters, it's just learning how they play and and what they do. And it's is that one move where he throws you into the side of the ring and then smashes you is so devastating. It does so much damage, um, and if it, obviously it can mess you up if you whiff on it, but. You were doing a good job against me yesterday, and I, I couldn't take down your incineroar. So definitely the the recovery is not great, but also he is pretty savage when it comes to his attacks. So he's, uh, he's definitely a lot of fun. He's one that I probably will not get into playing, but I can appreciate the, the stuff that people are doing with him so far. He's been a lot of fun. Um, and I know, Bali, you've been practicing a lot as Inkling and getting into to try to use that character who is a, a more tricky one to get your head around. Um, but it's one that I want to practice with. I think I think sometimes when it comes to these characters, it's either me or you who decides that that's going to be a character we go after and, and the other one kind of like leaves it to the side. It's like, no, that's the Bally character. I'm not going to play as that character. I'll yeah. just let you play as that character. You know? Yeah, we kind of we kind of like own like our five or six mains, I guess, each. And I, yeah. I do, yeah. No, Inkling is great. I think that knowing just being conscious of how to get your enemy covered in ink and the multiple ways you can do that in from bombs to even just the neutral a the neutral melee attack eventually like it does a few punches and then gets out the the splatter shot and starts shooting like crazy so it's just about getting your opponent covered and then smashing them from there but even when they're covered in ink they're kind of moving around the stage a lot more slowly so it's already it's debilitating in so many ways and i guess that debilitation is countered by inklings like the need to constantly top up the ink i guess which is when inkling is most vulnerable so it's about balancing when you're charging when you're attacking and like the smash uh up smash of inkling actually is really powerful because you can actually use it when your opponent is in front or behind you and it'll suck them up and then spit them out the top essentially so yeah inkling is really enjoyable so far uh it feels great i've also really been enjoying some of the like some of the moves with zelda feel slightly cleaner and different like her her down b with the um this the spirit spirits maybe the wrong word the what's the word I'm he's, he's just the big knight from the big um, knight from spirit Phantom tracks, Glass, spirit tracks right. and stuff yeah. um the timing on that feels so much better than smash 4 where you can you can get it out and do a very quick swipe through your opponent or you can charge it up as almost like a uh, a ledge guard kind of move that you can charge up quite a lot and do a, a ton of damage plus zelda just feels like her jumping just feels smoother and some of her melee attacks just it all f- feels like it's, it's come together a bit better i don't know like some of the characters yeah. feel different I, overall it just feels like a faster game you know and i think yeah. Brawl especially was notoriously slow i don't think we really noticed it at the time when we were playing that game but going back to it it's definitely a much more sluggish experience compared to what they did with the wii u game and now even more so with with this one yeah um because a character that I have been loving and been playing a majority of online is Krom. Uh, and Ali T, you were talking about how you think Krom is pretty damn good as well. Uh, he is a lot of fun to play as. And I think it's the combination of the fast sword moves of Lucina and Marth co- combined with Ike's up B that gives you a bit more leeway for getting out of some tricky situations. I'm not a big fan of it as a recovery because it's hard if you're not facing the right way to, to grab the ledge. But I think overall, I've really enjoyed using Krom, and he has he has a more powerful 
I think Smash than than Lucina or Marth do. So he feels a, he feels like this balance of heavy and fast, which I like quite a lot. Um, he's been pretty good. So um, yeah, any other characters that you guys want to bring up that you've been playing quite a bit of? Well, to get back to Chrome, actually, I've been playing a lot um, with him as well. Um, I would actually say he's a little bit broken. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he's maybe one character that I think Nintendo might try and patch. Right. Um, especially some of the hitboxes um, with his neutral B attack. Yeah, the, um, the, the, the like uh, charge up Roy move that he has. Right. Um, that move is a little bit overpowered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to just ledge guard with it. Um, and uh, and if you just time it just right, you know, you can knock people off the edge um, at like, you know, 40%. Yeah. And yeah. get a kill. His down uh, aerial is one that I find a bit tricky to get. It's like, it's definitely um, a good spike move, but it's also one that is pretty tricky to, to land because it feels like it's got a bit of a smaller hitbox. But overall, I think he is pretty good. And and there have been some slight changes. I know that Donkey Kong has like this weird different punch now. I don't know if you've tried that at all, Bali. Uh how do you control that? I don't know. I've I've seen people do it and it's like this he has like these two like circles that go around his punch. It feels like a really powerful one. I'm not sure if that's right. yeah, just his sure his that, wind up yeah. punch or what, but all right. I yeah, I mean that's a move I never traditionally traditionally used, so yeah. I need to I need to try that out because if it's, yeah. that's changed, I need to see what it's like. Also, I like that Luigi's grab is now um, a plunger. Like, he just pl- uses a plunger right. on you <laughs> and just grabs you and throws you away. Um, yeah, have, have you played any Isabelle at all, Ali T, at all? I think once I've played yeah. Isabelle. Um, yeah. She's quite a technical player. Mm-hmm. And if you know the moves well, then I guess she's probably quite a good player, but um, yeah. I haven't really been trying to play. Yeah, she has a fishing pole that is very stupid and annoying <laughs> and I enjoy using. But. I think um, similar to Chrom, actually, in terms of power and speed, Ridley just feels crazy good when it comes to just juggling your opponent in terms mm-hmm. of neutral air, side airs, up airs. Um, Ridley even has like range attack, um, decent recovery for a heavyweight. Like, sure. Ridley just feels very very powerful and obviously difficult to kill because they are heavyweight so like right this, i feel like it might he might also be a character that gets nerfed a bit i don't know this feels very easy to use and very powerful yeah he is he's quick for a heavyweight which is a rarer thing um and so when you have that combination of speed and also uh, a power it it's pretty devastating um he definitely has areas of weakness but he is He's a fun character to use. I've enjoyed using him, but but yeah, it's, he's definitely pretty tricky to get around. He does have a large hitbox though, so he is kind of susceptible to to a lot of attacks that may be you know more difficult to hit if you're a small character. Um, but yeah, uh, any any other thoughts on on Smash Brothers then before we kind of close out the segment? Just that like multiplayer locally yesterday that I was playing some with Ali T just felt so silky smooth and the best that Smash has ever felt especially with that roster of characters and all the stages Mm -hmm. and the music it was just at its best and I think that while this game definitely has a lot of faults that we've covered that core mechanic of local multiplayer is just always going to be where this game is at its strongest and even while online has been fairly mixed so far and even yesterday having played locally and then playing with you online MBZ back to back for me personally it felt very much like right now there's a bit of a delay yeah sort of thing and it's just that that local experience is so strong 
All right. Well, I think that is going to close out for the first segment. Uh, We'll be back, though, after the break, talking all of the predictions for 2019 and what we think Nintendo are going to do. So do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Alright everyone, welcome back to the second part of the show, wherein we are going to be doing some 2019 Nintendo predictions, seeing all the things that are going to happen in the new year, using our crystal balls to predict the future, and also looking back and seeing what dumb things we said last year, because clearly clearly, we got them all wrong, um, and, and that'll be a lot of fun. So so I think we're going to start things off, Bally, by taking a look back at 2018 oh, yes. and the predictions we made, this is the fun um, and, and see what we said. <laughs> and yeah, so we'll, we'll do like rough points out of five. Uh, we did five sure. each last year, so okay. why don't we run through mine very quickly then? Okay. Okay. First prediction I had, Virtual Console would be coming out in the first quarter of 2018 before uh-huh. E3, so that never really happened at all, so that's zero for that. Yep. Number two, Metroid Prime 4 will be holiday 2018, that didn't happen. Let's yep, we still have sure, not seen a single sure frame we'll of that, that game, later. that game doesn't exist. Okay, by year end 2018, Switch will be close to, but not past, 20 million sales. Uh, there'll be no price cut in 2018, but potentially more bundles, colored Joy-Cons, etc. And then I said, we will finally get a day and date release for a major third-party game alongside Xbox and PS4 on the Switch. And it will probably f- be from Bethesda. Okay. So, from a quick Wikipedia, uh-huh. uh, sales are currently sitting around 22 million. That was of September yep. 2018. So we're probably at least 23, 24 million by now. So that yes. part was wrong. However there was that Doom game that came, has been announced. When's that coming out? Doom Eternal, yeah. Doom Eternal is coming out this year, I believe. So, so that's obviously Bethesda this yeah. year, day and date between all three major systems, including Switch. So I'll take half a point for that. Sure. That's kind of two predictions I mean, it one. didn't come out in 2018, but it was announced sure. last year. Yeah. So, so that that works. Um, also, Mortal, Mortal Kombat 11 was announced, and that is day and date with Switch as well. Oh, nice. So, Didn't know so, yeah. that. Uh, number four, there'll be a third new DKC game, which would be revealed at E3. Uh, it won't be retro, but it'll coincide with the release of two other DKC games on Switch. Nope. So that didn't happen. Uh, well, we did get a Tropical Freeze. Um, yeah, they, they port a Tropical Freeze over, port. obviously. I'll, I'll, it's not worth a quarter point or a half point. I'll just leave it no. at that. Uh, no, no, number no. five, uh, I thought there'd be some sort of Breath of the Wild take on another Nintendo franchise, like open spaces reinventing themselves, and either Pikmin 4, F-Zero, or Star Fox, and none of that came to fruition. So that was... No. 
I'll take half a point out of five. Great. <laughs> really strong showing for you Very there, Bally. Good stuff. Um, MBZ. Yes. You predicted The Legend of Zelda Redux. So this was utilizing Zelda 1 engine uh, that they built for Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, if you remember, they had that tech demo, which was basically showing off a lot of the physics-y stuff they did in yeah. Breath of the Wild, but in a Zelda 1 perspective. So they were like using leaves to like blow fire onto trees and stuff, but with you know zelda original nes sprites and everything kind right, of up-resed right. um so that didn't really happen no um project octopath traveler will be renamed final fantasy octopath traveler didn't happen no and surprisingly like that game did not surprisingly necessarily because the demo was very strong but that game sold really well yeah and also it came out at a time when no other big switch games were coming out yeah. so i think it, so it, it stood on its own two feet without the backing of final fantasy which i thought was quite yeah. impressive sold over a million maybe two at this point who knows it's right. done very very well WarioWare will return but with a co-op focus the joy cons will be used in various multiplayer mini games and players will have to work together to get through co-op campaign They'll have a single player mode as well, but uh, that won't be marketing the marketing focus. Well, WarioWare did come out it in did. 2018 on the 3DS. Yeah, on the uh, 3DS, an old WarioWare so game. So I think that's a definite half point uh, okay. on that one. I'll take it, sure. Uh, the rollout of Nintendo Online infrastructure will be delayed again because Nintendo has no idea what they are doing with it still. <laughs> and so that it can coincide with the release of a major online title in Super Smash Bros. for Switch. It will be the core Smash 4, but with at least five new characters and new stages. Both will release November 2018. That's a pretty good prediction. It's close, yeah. Pretty good. I mean, we can round that up to a full point, I think, because we didn't know about Smash. Smash came, was in a, a spring direct, if I remember. It was, right? I think it was January, but it was, was it January? yeah. Late, yeah. late January, maybe early February. Yeah, and um, we're probably going to get a, a mid to late January direct again. I imagine year. we will do, Don't yes. see why we've been. So, yeah, yeah. that's you know, one and a half points so far. Uh, Bethesda will continue its support for Switch, seeing the positive reception to Doom and Skyrim. They will port some of their commercial failures like Dishonored 1 and 2 and Prey, hoping that the Switch audience will be more receptive as mm. there is uh, less competition on the platform for Western AAA games. And they've already had success there. But even more so, Bethesda will be working with Nintendo on a collaboration project that will involve a Nintendo IP. It will be revealed at E3 2018. Yeah, not really. I mean, they are putting their new stuff out, like Doom yeah. Eternal and Wolfenstein. I think this is worth this is worth a half point because it's yeah. Your, your prediction essentially was Bethesda will continue to support Switch, which is what they're doing. So, well, I don't know. I think that's a bit soft because I think that was kind of inevitable. But, but sure, I'll take it. I, if you're going to give it to we'll me, give you're you, not going to we'll argue. You. So uh, you get a total of two points, which is actually wow. pretty good. That's that's actually incredible. That's that like incredible. And I got so. what half a point. Yeah. So there we go. That All was twenty eighteen. Right, I won 2018. Go me. You won um, 2018. Sweet. Um, all right. Uh, well, I don't know. We, we have a lot of things coming up in 2019. There's lots of Nintendo games that are going to be releasing, uh, lots of things we know about. Um, so it's it feels like it's more of a known year um, than last year was because there wasn't anything in the pipeline, really. Um, and Well, there were a few things, but a lot of them didn't come out. Like Yoshi, we thought would be out last year, and it, it wasn't. Um, so... So there's probably a lot more kind of flags in the ground, but there's still some room for, for making some predictions. So let's get this thing started. Uh, Ali T, do you want to kick us off? Do you want to give us your first prediction? Okay, so these were thought of at about 2 a.m. last night. Good, uh, yes. As I'm trying to recover from jet lag. Yes. 
So they're a little bit short, but um, I'll try and elaborate on them as yep. I go into them. Okay. So my first one is to coincide with the hopeful release of a new Pokemon for Switch. Yes. They'll um, release Diamond and Pearl remakes for the 3DS. Hmm. Kind of in the same engine as Sun and Moon. Okay. With all the same stupid features that Sun and Moon has that yeah. they don't want to buy it. <laughs> So like the, yeah, I was. Um, I didn't know if you had picked up Sun or Moon or not. Um, so I, I played the tra- the demo that you got when you bought um, X and Y. I, they gave a demo with X and Y. I think so. Yeah, like oh. if, I think you could download it after you completed it or something like that. So I feel like it's time for uh, for them to kind of get on the nostalgia train again and make some money off previous games. Yeah, I mean it's it's traditional for Nintendo to remake stuff with pokemon and it is the time for the diamond and pearl remake probably the thing with 3ds is i still think that they're nintendo are being very bold so i'm not going to say that this isn't going to happen because i feel like a lot of people would predict it to be a switch game a remake but also nintendo have supported the 3ds to a degree that is way longer than they really should do um and I haven't really put a 3DS prediction of my own in here, but one of my, like... I've got, like, like five different things at the bottom of my list, which are just, like, one-line things um, that I think are going to happen. And one of them is there's going to be some 3DS game released for 2020, because why the fuck not? Uh, so I imagine that could be possible. Um, it's It definitely seems like they have gotten a lot of juice out of the 3DS in terms of Pokemon games. They did... Well, I guess they did X and Y, and then they remade... Um, uh, Ruby and Sapphire, and then they did Sun and Moon. Um, so, so there's still room for it to happen. Bali, would you go back and play Diamond and Pearl again? It was a special time when we played Diamond and Pearl. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd, I'd rather try out some of the newer Pokemon experiences. And I still rather play Pokemon would you Sun, of course. I don't know. Yeah, you, yeah, you own you own Sun, is it? Yeah, yeah? I'd like. I'd, I'd be interested in the new Switch Pokemon game in 2019 at the end of this year. So, I'm interested to see where that goes because, it, like. Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu looked really good, actually. Uh, there was just aspects of it. I was a bit like, uh, I'll wait for the, the real deal sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And are you interested in uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee at all, Ali, too? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, pretty definitive. <laughs> unfortunately, it kind of never really sold me. I'm always into the more deeper mechanics of the Pokemon games. Yeah. Um, rather than just the aesthetic of pokemon I, mm-hmm. I like it taking out random battles that's a cool thing I yeah think. that's yeah. something more rpgs i think should strive for but yeah yeah exactly um i don't know there's there's something about pokemon with random battles that makes sense to some degree but also i hated running through zubat caves and right. running through stupid grass and having to use repels constantly it was it is a bit of a pain in the ass so it it is appreciated that they've they kind of streamlined it down a bit and, and made it a bit more simple in that sense. But I don't know. I I still feel like the Pokemon game that comes out is not going to be that different looking from Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. No, I, I think, think every everyone's expecting it to Breath of the Wild and be like, oh, this is a brand new like no. reinvention. And that's just not... I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, we should just be grateful we can run in the diagonal line and, and be done with it. Sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we can run around 360 degrees finally in the stupid thing. Uh, that, that's, that's very good. Um, yeah, any any other things that you think they'll do with the Diamond and Pearl remake? Is that something that you would buy if they put it out, Ali T? Um, if, they, if they made the idea of Diamond and Pearl feel very 3D, 
you know, mm-hmm. and they added like the diagonal running and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, and made it made the um, battle animations like very slick and things like that. I'd probably get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as they don't put stuff like the like riding Pokemon through like <laughs> random bits. And, <laughs> Do you not like um, that? You don't you don't like ride ride on a Charizard or an Onix through the through the world. Not really. No. Oh, no. I don't know. It's it's it, it's pretty cool. I I think that. It's definitely um, a way to change like your movement speed instead of just relying on the bike. I guess it's it's one of those things that I guess they they're thinking of new ways to to change things up while also being as familiar as, as they can. But I think it's because a lot of people still love from Pokemon Yellow that Pikachu followed you, and since then they they did it a few times. I think it was in was in Leaf Green. Fire Red and Leaf Green, they did it where they Heart they'd Gold and you. Soul Silver. Heart Gold Soul Silver, you're right. Yes, they did do that, didn't they? Where whoever it was would follow behind you so i guess it's just an extension of that idea to some degree but um but yeah all right uh let's get on to bally your first prediction uh metroid prime 4 will not come out in 2019 and i think as a result Mm. nintendo will finally release the metroid prime trilogy on switch uh in the summer Uh, i think this will potentially be part of e3 and come out after e3 Okay. fairly soon after e3 i think it's also incredibly likely that either or or both uh 3d zelda or 3d mario some sort of collection remake kind of thing is going to come to switch in 2019 because i think this year we're not going to see a 3d mario zelda or metroid game come to switch and for that reason there is a ample opportunity to do some re-releases collections that kind of thing uh, I think two out of the three is kind of likely, actually. Yeah, I and obviously we've got Super Mario Bros. U coming this January and right two D. I think there's still room for something three D related, even if it is Mario. Yeah, uh, would it be a collection of Sunshine and Galaxy and sixty four? Yeah, or? some combination, or it might just be three D World re released on Switch. Maybe that's the most True. likely. It's the yeah. easiest, arguably. So, I mean, I'd love in a proper hd remake of sunshine uh or galaxy double collection might be quite likely uh, i think sunshine would benefit so much from a remake there are so many areas of that game that just suck ass and they should just improve yeah. on um it, it's one of those games that has such a great skeleton of an idea that doesn't quite land it in a lot of areas Could you rebuild sunshine in the odyssey engine oh boy yeah please Please I mean, do. That. I don't know. I think the, all of these are possible. I think, of, and of those, the most likely is probably the Prime trilogy because there are a lot yeah. of people who haven't played any Metroid Prime who, because I mean, the first Metroid Prime came out in like '02 and Prime Three came out in what 2008. So like, it's been a while since people have had the ability to play that. I mean, obviously, it came out on the Wii U Virtual Console, but you know, there's a lot of Switch owners out there who will not have played it that will probably want to give it a go. Yeah, it's a good way to build excitement for the new game um i definitely think that they'd have to retool it because you have to play those games in handheld mode no matter what right so prime 3 is a game that was only built for motion control so they're now gonna have to reverse engineer that one back to using analog sticks um Mm. it was it's kind of the opposite situation of one and two because they retooled one and two to be motion control accessible for the wii version um so it's weird those games have gone back and forth constantly and they'd have to do that again but i imagine they would keep motion controls in there because you can still do it with the jo- joy cons so yeah. um they'd still be able to do that um 
Yeah, I, I mean, Ali T, you've played through Prime 3, and Bali, you're like on and off it right now. I'm kind of the person here who... I just can't be bothered to plug my Wii U in, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just I'm the person here who d- probably dislikes Metro Prime the most, so it's... I don't know. Um, would you be interested in going back to the original two Prime games, Ali T? I'd love to play the first Prime. Yeah. Um, I think just because it's such an iconic game, and... You know, if they made it really slick with good graphics, then I'd love to play that. It's it is like a landmark for a lot of people, and it, it's kind of always hits the the top of the list when it comes to like top one hundred games and stuff. So, you know, lots of people like it. I think the Prime series is bad, but that's my opinion. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, but I do have a Metro Prime prediction, which I'll just throw in here because we're talking about it. Um, so I believe that Prime Four obviously is going to be a 2020 game. There's no fucking way in hell it's coming out in 2019 when we haven't seen a single screenshot of it. Um, it will have the most teasiest of teasers at E3 2019. <laughs> we'll see some quote-unquote gameplay, uh, but it will have a horror focus. It will be a lot more of a scary game, and uh, I believe that it will have a subtitle, just like the previous two, so instead of Echoes and Corruption, it will bring back a previous project that has gone unknown for a long time, Dread. They're going to call it oh. Metro Prime 4 Dread. Um and because the trailer will look very scary and horror-esque, Bali will now not want to play it anymore because it looks too scary. Well, I'm, um, I'll have played Last of Us 2 by then. I'll be okay. well ready for it. You, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you'll be be strapped in. Um, I certainly will not want to play it, but I'll I'll inevitably buy it like an idiot. And and, <laughs> and just and, let it yeah. sit there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, So, So, yeah, I don't know. Prime 4 is one of those games that, no one really knows what it's going to be i don't know if it's going to stick similarly to the previous games in the series if they're going to try something a bit different with it what happens if they show the trailer and it's not first person what if it's a third person game like it's they could really do anything with it i think that obviously invoking the prime name means certain things so it would be a bit weird if they didn't follow through on on the first person angle but you know it's it's time for reinvention They're, they're in danger of getting the other m comparison as well the second they go third person potentially yeah but um but i I think that they could they could make a third person 3d metroid game that is not uh it doesn't look like that and doesn't kind of bring up those those so who's they do we who do we think is making this thing i I don't know i mean people are talking about uh banner namco working on it that Mm. they had a singapore studio that was uh potentially working on it i i think that obviously it's some internal team at nintendo is assisting but i I really have no idea, and I think it's just one of those big unknowns that everyone wants to know more about, and I inevitably will see some more stuff about it in 2019. It's just a question of, of what that is. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see. All right, should we rotate back around? Ali T, what is your next prediction? All right, so my next one, and it's kind of in keeping with um, what has happened in, the, in Smash, is mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to be a new Castlevania game okay um where i think it's probably going to be a um side scroller mm-hmm. for the switch um and they'll make they'll sort of update the graphics and stuff like, stuff like that whether it's a remake or whether it's a new game yeah i'm not sure but um, given the fact mm. that they've you know really kind of gone in depth with castlevania in smash bros i don't see why they would just put that in and not bother to make actually a new game but will there be pachinko yeah there will be inevitably no i actually i think that that's actually pretty on point because 
despite the fact that Konami is a garbage fire and that they haven't made anything good since you know Kojima left and and the MGS5 situation, they did put out that Bomberman game on Switch when Switch launched, and you know there there is something to the idea that they have been collaborative with Sakurai by putting Snake back into the game by having these two castlevania characters by giving as much music as they did like there is a ridiculous amount of castlevania music in smash brothers um to the point where you could put out a whole album of it just on its own it's like 30 tracks it's ridiculous um and castlevania is one of those series that similar to what capcom did with Mega Man 9 after you know there was the whole mighty number no. nine thing or sorry Mega Man 11 after the whole mighty number no. nine thing um I can see Konami being a bit spiteful of Iga leaving them and doing Bloodstained, so they may want to go back down that route. And I actually think that idea of a remake of, of maybe, you know, the original, a remake of Castlevania 1, could be very plausible. It's it's one of those games that could be updated in a lot of ways. Uh, it is it's very difficult and has a lot of bullshit, but they could add a real striking visual element. I think something that fits more in the style of even the the box art of the original castlevania something that i don't know, maybe even is it more akin to the animated show i don't know if you've seen any of that on netflix it the castlevania animated show i didn't even know it existed yeah well there you go that's something you can go watch it's um it's pretty good uh i finished the second season recently i know you watched it as well valley and i think they it's one of the best representations of a video game in um like other media that i've seen up to this point it it does a great job of kind of building stuff that is you know referential but also is its own thing um and i think that because konami have done that they've they've they seem like they are willing to do more with their ip um and i think that that's a good call so yeah i would love to see a new castlevania goddamn man i've i've finished all of the um the metroidvania style ones and i think the only ones i haven't played now are like rondo of blood two and three um and maybe a couple of others but but it's a series that i've really gone into in the last few years and, and have really enjoyed so i think that a new castlevania would be great um and bali you've been playing some castlevania recently as well so could be something you get into yeah i'd be keen and I, like, I do want to try and play symphony of the night this year as well and i need to get to that yeah for sure all right, um, let's go on to your second prediction then. Right, as there continues to be a clamor for more retro games on the Switch in the form of Virtual Console or whatever this online thing seems to be, mm-hmm. um, Nintendo are going to stick to their game plan. It's time for the year of the Game Boy Classic. I think okay. it's going to come out around September. I think it's going to be announced in a pre-E3 Direct. And similar to the way that Tetris made big waves last year with Tetris Effect, I think that that combined with what I think is going to be a huge release this year in Detective Pikachu. Right, uh, the movie, yeah. I think that a system that has Tetris and the original Pokemon games on them, plus, you know, throwing the other Game Boy classics like Link to the Past and... Link's Awakening, you mean? Link's Awakening, yeah, exactly. Um, And maybe the, the two Oracle games, who knows? I think there's a lot of games you could stick on that thing and I think it'll do very well. And I think now's a good time for it. Yeah, the Game Boy Classic is an interesting one because it has to have its own display, right? Like, it's not just a thing you can plug into a TV. I don't know, they might have a mode where you have a... It might have an HDMI port on it that you could plug into a TV as well. That would be weird, Um, yeah. It would be very weird. It would be... Because there was the Super Game Boy, right, that you could put onto the Super Nintendo and play Game Boy games on that. Um, Could you do that on N64? Because the Game Boy 
pack was used with Stadium. Was, I didn't know. Yeah, it was only used in some games. It wasn't like right. you could play Pokemon just... on the TV right. using through Stadium, couldn't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and through Stadium 2, you could play Gold and Silver and Crystal and that. So, yeah, but that, that was only a specific mode in yeah. Pokemon Stadium. I don't think there was anything wider. Yeah. But yeah, um, I just think it's... It, wait, when did the SNES Classic come out? That came out... It was 2017. 2017. End of, so yeah. it's kind of surprising that nothing happened in 2018. I guess we got the PlayStation Classic. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the mess so, yeah, that I is. I think now is probably a good time. We'll see. Yeah. Could uh, be N64 Classic, but I think they'll go with Game Boy next. Game Boy is one of those libraries that it's it's hard to pick out a lot of them because it, it goes over such a wide spectrum and so many years. And That's there are true. a lot of good games on there, but I can't think of like a really big lineup of, of must-play Game Boy games. It's not a big lineup, but I think the second you tell any random member of the public, hey, you can buy this backlit brick that will pay, play Tetris. I think it's an immediate kind of Christmas gift kind of thing for just your average mm. person who's maybe wants to try a bit of Tetris. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that could just sell on its own. It's like, hey, here's Tetris on a Game Boy like you used to do. And you know, if um, it also could include Pokemon Gold Silver, like that's more classic games. I think there's there's enough yeah. there. Are you interested in these classic systems at all, LET? Like the, the NES and Super Nintendo Classic? Um because there's lots of old games that I know that you had you you played something to the past on on Wii Virtual Console and stuff, but there's probably quite a few that you've you've missed out on. Um, yeah, I I have missed out on quite a few of these games. Um, one thing I would say is that I think of all the classic systems that Nintendo could release, um, I would say that the Game Boy probably has the most um, is the most evocative of those um, classic consoles. So if they were to release any of you know, they're more consoles. I think that would be their most profitable. Hmm. So I think, I think Bally is right on point in, uh, with that prediction. Um, and you know, something that's portable, it's kind of almost like a fashion statement for lots of people to kind of sure, yeah. walk around with a game boy. Uh, it's kind of, you know, chic retro kind of style. So I think, you know, I think that is actually something that could genuinely happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I, th- I think it's also the original Game Boy was such a huge giant thing it was an enormous brick uh, and as is the case with a, the other um, retro systems it I think is going to be shrunk down quite a bit so it'll be a lot more easy for you to just carry it around and, and keep in your pocket and things like that uh, so so that would be another benefit um, but but I don't know it'd be interesting like how the battery would work with it because obviously you could maybe make that thing last for an incredibly long time with the the amount of power that you'd need to kind of run it. So it um, it would definitely... I feel like it would maybe cost them a bit more just because you're throwing a screen in there, but it probably would end up being quite a profitable system um, just because the Game Boy line still has such power as a brand um, and people still know what that is. It's, it's one of those things like, you know, parents always called kids consoles Nintendos for so long and then eventually like when Sony became big they called them all Playstations and Xboxes and stuff like that. So Game Boy is one of those things like my grandfather would always well he would he would say Playboy not Game Boy which is he didn't realise that that was a completely different thing but still <laughs> he would say oh, stop playing your Playboy you know so there you go um, it's, it's recognised even among the the many people so great um so my next prediction is going to be based on smash brothers 
Um, obviously, there are some DLC characters to come. Uh, we have four more. They obviously announced Joker from Persona 5, which is a big one that a lot of people did not see coming. And Nintendo are like, oh no, we're going to have some big splashes here. We're going to make some predictions that are, not predictions, some uh, character reveals that are unpredictable, as it were. And I think all of us were expecting before the Joker reveal that it was going to be pretty boilerplate. It's like, here's a new Fire Emblem character, here's someone from Luigi's Mansion, here's just promoting our games of the next year or so. Tom Nook, maybe, you know, people could have seen. But it feels like they're going to be a bit bolder. Uh, I don't know how much bolder, so I've not gone particularly bold, but I th- I've chosen one classic character and one new character. The classic character um, is, and I don't know what you'd call them, but I've just said the Contra Boys, which is just, <laughs> it's, it's two characters, the two Contra characters with their guns running along, blue pants, red pants, whatever you want to call them. Um, and they would act like the Ice Climbers, where they are two characters in one. Um, oh, obviously, cool. you, you get all the different power-ups from Contra. Um, they'd be, you know, very gun-focused. Uh, I don't know how they would act with melee stuff. I'm Who sure there's stuff you Contra? can... It's a Konami game, oh, right, originally. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, it's a Japanese company. So far, all the third-party characters are all from Japanese companies. Nintendo have not, at this point, had a Western third-party character. Far from character. Well, that's no. That's just that's a lie. Like, rare, obviously, yes, rare developed King K. Rule, but it's a Nintendo property still, so still comes under the Japanese banner, despite the fact that he was technically designed in England. Um, so, so because of that, I still think that they're not going to go into the Western third parties, uh, unless potentially there's a, a surprise one at the end. Um, which is that Banjo Kazooie? Is that fucking Minecraft Steve? Who kill me if that's Minecraft Steve? Please. Um, yeah i don't think that's possible uh so i think they would be a really fun weird character and also another classic uh from the lineup that hasn't been represented super well in smash brothers up to this point um and just a weird one so i'd I'd throw the contra boys in there and then my new one would be uh 2b from near automata because it is obviously a you know platinum made that game bayonetta's in the game already square enix already have cloud in there and she is a character from a recently released japanese franchise that has seen a lot of success in the west as well um and she actually was recently added to soul Calibur 6 um, as a guest character so um i think that it will be a pick that a lot of people will like and it also would nod towards potentially that coming game to coming to switch as well which may be involved in my other prediction in a bit so okay. so yeah those can are I, two can characters I come in now with yeah. my smash related ones sure go for it so one of mine relates to retro and is wider and one of the mine is a silly one at the end okay so i'll do the slightly more serious one in that i think and maybe this will link to your retro prediction if you've got one mbz i don't know mm-hmm. but I think Retro are working on Star Fox Grand Prix. I think it's been forgotten about, but I think part of the reason it's been forgotten about is that there's been no further leaks. I think that part of the reason there's been no further leaks is because of the first leaks, in that, if that makes sense. Where okay. I think that there's been a bit of a shutdown that, yes, this is real, but we just want to create... We don't want to give any more information out on this. And I think that... I think that it's going to be playable and shown at E3 and will come out later that year, probably autumn, pre just a pre-holiday slot 2019. And I think yeah. there'll be a brand new character in that game that will also be playable and will be one of the Smash DLC characters. Will it be a dumb animal? It'll be speaks? some dumb animal that's not one of the existing <laughs> animals. Which animal? I want you to put your, uh, your buddy Something... down. Something... 
something reptilian that's not the there's already what, like some there sort is, of yeah. lizard thing it's there's another type guy. of lizard basically yeah maybe like okay. maybe even like a crocodile you could have another crocodile oh, in smash brothers like king k rule and it'd be w- weren't all the evil dudes in uh, star fox adventures like crocodile people as well i seem to remember there are a lot of reptiles in that game but they're like yeah they're like dinosaurs yeah yeah they, you're right they are dinosaurs yeah, yeah. dinosaur planet of course yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it, they'll try and stay clear of that, and yeah, we'll see. I think that that all that's going to happen, and that's what Retro's been working on. Okay. Um, and then yeah, I have another Smash one that I'll say is my silly one later. Okay. Um, yeah, I do. I do not have a Retro Studios prediction. Oh so. right. Okay. So yeah. Do you um, have anything, Let? I think we're back to you. Um. So my third prediction is uh, in keeping with how Nintendo is trying to promote their brand in new and interesting ways. Um, so for them, mobile gaming seems to be kind of a burgeoning place for them, especially yeah. on, you know, um, iPhone and Android devices. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they may actually develop a new IP um, and solely use it on mobile. What that is, I have no idea. But um, <laughs> I think that would be an interesting place for them to go to yeah i i think that there's definitely room for them to do that they did do so recently there's a game that came out called dragalia lost which is this very japanese centric like gacha game that they co-developed with i can't remember which company it is but it's a company that's big in japan for mobile gaming and i don't think that game's out on android so i haven't had a chance to play it but it it's very much like your standard mobile uh like rpg like random chance get characters type of like similar to fire emblem heroes type of game and that is technically a new ip in mobile from nintendo but it doesn't really feel like a nintendo game like it just feels like nintendo have attached their name to this thing that is a generic japanese mobile game and um and so i I wouldn't really count that but but they definitely could do that and and then maybe branch that out into a fully fledged game that comes out on switch so that they can get a audience with like this simpler idea and then you know feed it back into into the switch audience and an idea that i have not come up with as a prediction but keeps floating around in the back of my mind is like you know a lot of people who are picking up switch are people who haven't played nintendo systems since at least the ds period and there are a lot of kind of big games from that era that haven't been invoked in a while so like where's nintendogs on mobile you know like that that seems like one that is clear and obvious and and that they could do something with and i think that a a new idea akin to a brain training or a nintendogs like something that is more simple and more mass market makes sense for them um in terms of mobile are you thinking along those types of lines ality or more like their traditional games um i hadn't really thought about it honestly uh, in that much detail but um, it was 2 a.m so yeah (laughs) um yeah i think probably more like the casual gaming style yeah um you know, if they're trying to appeal to a mass market, I think they'd more likely to go down that route. So yeah, maybe maybe Nintendogs. I'm not sure, uh, or or something similar. I do think um, that there will be some new mobile stuff announced this year. I think the Mario Kart Tour that they announced ages ago, which is going to be a Mario Kart mobile game, we still haven't oh, seen yeah. anything of, and I don't know when that will be released. But I feel like that might be the last game of the five that they had talked about that they were doing. Is that all that's in the pipeline that we know of on mobile from Nintendo? I believe so. I know that Wall Street Journal had reported on a potential Zelda game yeah, I remember uh, that, yeah. on, on mobile. Um, I don't know what that would be. I For me, like Zelda on mobile has to be something that is like 
puzzle based um because i think that's probably the best way to represent that franchise mm. if you're just going to do analog sticks with a top-down like 2d oh, game no thank you that's not what i want it's yeah. not what the system is built for so i think they could do some clever stuff but i yeah i wonder when that will be announced or if it will be announced um right mario kart tour i imagine is just going to be a straight up mario kart game and you're just going to tilt the fucking iphone because why put any effort into innovation in mobile because no one really cares about innovating in that space and they'll make money regardless so so yeah cool i've got two left uh okay mbz have you got three left? Uh, i've got three left yeah right, so i'll do i'll do um i'll do one that links on for my smash brothers characters um so speaking of near automata coming to the switch i think that there will be more late third party ports um and they will mainly be from japanese studios as we've kind of seen the right western support uh yeah, no yeah obviously uh <laughs> the the western support of switch has not been overwhelming in bethesda and, and now blizzard with diablo i don't know blizzard mm. might be putting some stuff out there but we, it's so weird that like these companies like blizzard and bethesda are supporting nintendo when they've just completely ignored them in the past um obviously people you know still speculate that gta 5 could come to the switch which is possible but um they'll all be from japanese publishers and the major ones will obviously be persona 5 because you know jokers and smash i think that they are very much teasing um there's it's called Persona 5 R that they were teasing uh, like earlier this week um, that may be an announcement that is happening around that time. Uh, and I, but I think that with all these games, there's going to be some dumb Nintendo thing that they're going to force the developer to put in there because they have to have some unique hook. So Persona 5, um, so the mascot character in that game called Morgana is a, is a stupid cat and you can get different DLC outfits in Persona 5. Um, and one of them that I saw on Twitter the other day was Morgana in a Sonic costume and it was horrific. It was the worst thing possible, um, which means that when Persona 5 comes to Switch, Morgana will inevitably be put into a Pikachu costume and it will look just as stupid. Um, so that's uh, the Nintendo thing. They'll get a bunch of stupid outfits. Um, I think Nier Automata will be ported, but they'll force in some motion control nonsense just because. Um, Soul Calibur 6, I think, is another one that is going to come to the system. And as a callback to the good old days of GameCube, I think that they are going to have Link uh, return as a bonus character uh, and have him pop in there as the as the extra for the Switch port. And then I think Capcom are going to try to make Monster Hunter World work on the Switch, which I think is going to be a pretty difficult thing to do. But it probably is something that they want to because the Switch is huge in Japan and Monster Hunter is still huge in Japan and they want to have that synergy with their new bold direction for the series. So... Uh, and obviously, you know, Nintendo have done a bunch of stupid costume crossovers with Monster Hunter before on 3DS, so inevitably that will happen as well. So those are the four kind of major third-party Japanese games that I think are coming to Switch this year. Um, so if I could add on to that, um, I also thought that there's going to be a large, you know, some big third-party developers going to port to Switch. Yeah. However, I was thinking more along the lines of a Western... Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that's Ubisoft or um, like they did with black flag for assassin's creed in the past yeah, or yeah. uh if they let's say it's um insomniac and they port spider-man or like they did with spider-man 2 um for the gamecube um i think now that they see that the switch is you know really quite popular i think they'll try and um you know some of these big uh third-party developers might try and port something that's popular yeah. in 2018 to to the switch yeah, I mean, Ubisoft definitely have been partnered with Nintendo before and lots of things. That's potential. Um, Spider-Man Creed is, is already um, on Switch. Well, yeah, technically through a cloud version in Japan, <laughs> which is the weirdest thing possible. Basically, you can like stream <laughs> Assassin's Creed. I think it's 
Origins. No, it might be Odyssey. I think it's actually Odyssey. I think it was Origins. Um, it no, Odyssey? it is. I think it is Odyssey. Because uh, wow. um, so yeah, you can stream that game to the Switch through a cloud service in Japan only right now. Uh, you can do the same with the Resident Evil Seven, um, which is weird. Uh, well, uh, Spider Man would be great, but Sony published that game. It, it's an exclusive, so uh, unfortunately, that's that's staying on there. But but there is possibility for for big games. Do you, th- do you think? there is a chance of gta 5 coming to switch i would love that or if or if it wasn't gta it would you know red dead or something like that yeah red dead one yeah i i I feel like rockstar have done stuff with nintendo before they put bully on wii um they did rockstar table tennis on wii um really they they work with nintendo when nintendo have popular platforms so like they did chinatown wars on ds and they did there was a top-down gta game that i remember watching someone play uh, back in uh, school on game boy uh so when nintendo have popular platforms rockstar are usually there uh, mm. but it's usually with games that are not their big tent poles it's usually with spin-offs and things well, like that right do we know how well la noir did for example right. oh like, true yeah la noir did come to switch you're uh, right so that uh, is one i'm worried that that probably didn't do well and that they think oh well if that didn't do well we'd better not port red dead or gta but they're so, they're so much bigger right i don't know I, I i don't think la noir doing badly is is indication of gta because gta is the biggest game in the goddamn world so i agree with you but i hope they don't read into it that way no, yeah, and I don't think they will. I think they put LAOR there just because it was kind of a test bed type of thing. And um, and because GTA V originally came out on 360 and PS3, the Switch is power-wise similar to those systems, so it could easily run the game. It's just a question of whether Rockstar want to put the work in to do it, especially when they are, they've been crunching on Red Dead and, and now they obviously are doing Red Dead Online. They're supporting GTA Online still. So, you know, it's it's potential. It's the further we get into the switch's life cycle the further away i think the possibility gets just because you know it's been it, it would seem like a thing you would do earlier on but maybe not maybe it's rockstar waiting until the system has a big enough install base to where they can benefit even more from the endless sales of gta 5 at this point it's pretty much over 100 million so i don't know how much further they want to go with it you know it's it's almost the best selling game ever so you know it's pretty good um all right. Uh, any other third parties you think, Ality, or was that pretty much cover it? Mm, I'm not sure right now. Maybe I, I like your idea of Soul Calibur. Coming yeah, back. yeah, um, yeah, man. Soul Calibur on GameCube, loved it. You you had the PS2 version though, didn't you? With yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. That game. We had great times playing that and doing like um, the stages where you could just fall off, like the ice stages, like infinite <laughs> oh, yeah. health, just knocking people off the stage. <laughs> I love that stuff. That I wish they great. had features like that in Smash Bros. Because some yeah. of the spirits are like that that you can play. Yeah, and I think you can do some spirits um, like in single, in like local multiplayer. You can turn spirits on and off yeah. um, on the rules. But but yeah, um, dumb stuff like that is great. Uh, okay, uh, who should we go to? Bali, should we go to you next for the your next Sure, mission? I've got two yeah. left um, to my last ser- semi-serious one. So I-, I said this, I think, during my E3 predictions for 2018, but it's a, it's a good stat that basically since 1998 when ocarina of time came out even even disregarding zelda remakes there has been a brand new zelda game at least one every two years yes um so by that logic we didn't have a zelda game last year in 2018 we had one in 2017 so that by that logic we should have one in 2019 so i actually think this year we're primed for 
uh, a 2D Zelda being announced sort of in the same time as Link Between Worlds, so start of the year. So maybe even in this January Direct we might be getting or later in spring and then for it to come out later in the year. And I think that'll be on Switch. And, I mean, it's been six years since Link Between Worlds, so Jeez, it's been a long it? time. Oh, my God. It has been a long time since the 2D Zelda. And Well, I guess it's five years, technically, because we started this podcast yeah, when sure. it came yeah. out. So right, it was, like, exactly. November of 2013. Yeah. And Link Between Worlds actually came out in the same year that there was some... I can't remember, remember whether it was uh, Wind Waker remake or Twilight Princess mm. remake on Wii U. So my point is that, like, you could still get a 3D Zelda collection or remake on Switch, but also have the release of a 2D, brand new 2D Zelda in 2019. So yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a strong possibility this year, more so than my prediction from last year. Do you think it would be in line with Link Between Worlds, like a, a pseudo-sequel to that game, like a third Link to the Past-style game? Or is it going to be something completely new? Are they going to... I think it'll be any... like Link Between Worlds, but there'll be some new creative mechanic in the same way there was not that one, where it, it was Link yeah. to the Past, but with a twist, where you obviously sure. go into the walls. I think there'll be some new twist. that Trying to predict Zelda mechanics is like trying to predict the names of nintendo consoles like uh-huh. it's just it's one of those just really hard things that yeah I, I find incredibly difficult but i think there will be something in there yeah um it was, it's interesting because that year um 2013 for the 3ds was a pretty banner year and looking at the lineup for switch in 2019 a lot of the franchises are the same like animal crossing was on 3ds in that year we got animal crossing luigi's mansion 2 came out in 2013 fire emblem awakening came out in 2013 like there's a lot of similarities so the idea of a 2d zelda falls pretty much in line with pokemon x and y came out in 2013 you know like it was it was a huge year for 3ds and all the same franchises that came out that year are pretty much lined up to be switch releases i I also think the launch of the switch with stuff like mario odyssey and breath of the wild the focus was much more on look at the power of the switch and it can it's a home console first and foremost look at this and how powerful and impressive it is i feel like we're now past that i guess honeymoon period where nintendo are more confident to do more traditional handheld experiences and i guess we saw that with pokemon let's go eevee pikachu which I mean, it's, it's very hard to argue it's a handheld game before it's a home console game, but it's closer to that idea than obviously something like Breath of the Wild. So if 2019 can hopefully be the first in, you know, 2D Zelda, more traditionally a handheld genre, like hopefully that could be the start in, I don't know, later, t- more original 2D Mario and, you know, 2D Metroid and more stuff like that that was so popular on 3DS coming to Switch. Yeah, I I think that 2D Mario is still going to be a little ways off just because they're re-releasing yeah. the Wii U game this year. Yeah. Um, although that hasn't stopped them in the past. They released goddamn the Wii U game the same year they released the 3DS game. Like There was maybe five months between the release of New Super really? Mario Bros. 2 and New Super Mario Bros. U. Oh, oh yeah. Like, that's why I didn't get New Super Mario Bros. U because I'd been burned so bad by playing <laughs> the 3DS game earlier in the year and thinking it was a pile of crap. So, you know, um, I think they are waiting on that and i i wonder if that's going to be because they want to put out a mario maker sequel or if they are thinking about where do they go next in terms of 2d mario because i think more than any other series my god they need a refresh for that franchise like it, it is dying right now it is it is not what well, if you get a new place. super mario bros in 2020 that's just you know 
I will fucking lose my mind. If they announce a new Super Mario Brothers for Switch and looks the same, I will lose my fucking mind because <laughs> that art style makes me want to be sick at this point. I think that's a perfectly high possibility of that, in all honesty. It is, and it drives me insane. <laughs> oh, my God, they need to sort themselves out. Um, they really do. Uh, okay, well, I'll go with my next one then, uh, which is... We love Box Boy on this show. Box Boy, a great Indeed. character. Should be in Smash. Should be the next big thing for Nintendo. Um, I think that they will put out a trilogy. I think the Switch will get the Box Boy trilogy finally. It'll come out. Nice. More people will be exposed to the glory that is Box Boy. Um, but they will go in a new direction and they will have a new game. It will be called Cube Boy. And it will be a 3D spin on Box Boy. Not fully 3D, but the idea is similar to like Super Paper Mario, where you would flip the screen, it would go into like that 3D perspective. It will happen in a similar way. So a lot of the puzzles will be based around flipping between dimensions. You have the 2D sections and then you flip. Mm. And suddenly it's in 3D and you've got to figure out the puzzles that way. And there's some hidden stuff. And I think it would be a really cool twist on the idea and, and a way for them to refresh it a bit. Because I think both of us, as much as we love Box Boy... It's definitely, you know, it it got its it went as far as it could go um, in a lot of areas and mechanics. And I think the third game actually puts a new spin on some fun ideas. Yeah, but like three it, games um, for that idea is is not they've not stretched enough, it, but it's 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 had its time in yeah, the sun. Yeah, had its time in that sense. So I think Cube Boy is going to be the next invention, uh, and I look forward to being proven 100% right with this one, clearly. This is definitely happening, no matter what. Uh, so there you go. Um, Ali T, what is your... Do you have one more? Is this the final one? So my final prediction is very silly, mm-hmm. um, but you never know. Um, truth is stranger than fiction. It is, yeah. So my final prediction is that Panty Party... Is the best-selling game of 2019 and wins game of the year. I saw a news story on this the other day about like this this VR game. (sighs) It's a VR. VR, uh, Do you want to explain Ali T? I have no idea what it is. I literally just okay. Okay. (laughs) All I all I literally saw was that it was coming to Switch. Okay, I saw I saw a video on Twitter of this VR game where um, there's these giant anime girls and you're like going underneath them and just looking at the, underneath their skirts and that's basically the game yeah wow yeah there you go it's, it's pretty much it it's great it's, it's really for you. we're really yeah pushing the envelope here it's really good um i feel like that game will sell more than it should do uh on the eShop. is what i'm gonna say about that so i'm not i'm not gonna is it coming it to the west i well it doesn't matter the eShop is region free you can that's download true. whatever you want so you know perverts uh, uh you know switch is their system it's it's the perverts system is the switch everyone loves it oh boy um there was that awful game as well that used the joy cons hd rumble to simulate boob physics um <laughs> that was very very strange uh, right. so yeah there's lots of hey anime games exist there's some weird stuff out there um jeez yeah thanks for that one Ality. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Okay, uh, Bali. What is your final prediction? Right, Nintendo will reference Sony's absence at E3 uh, during their presentation direct, or whatever they choose to call it this year, um, and they will basically say, "You know, it's a real shame Sony couldn't be at E3 this year because we've got a couple of characters we'd like to bring to Smash Brothers in the form of Spyro and Crash Bandicoot." Um, 
And to my knowledge, they, they've been published by Activision since about 2008. So yeah, they I could... mean, since Insomniac uh, lost the kind of rights to Right, Spyro. so they could yeah. do this behind Sony's back if they really wanted to, right? Yeah, they could. So they just... own those characters. They are the IP holder, so... Or they don't... Uh, and they can be more subtle. They can be like, we know that some people are missing from E3 this year, but there's a couple <laughs> some of... Some car- people, but yeah. They're, 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 but there's a couple of characters we'd really like to show off here. I hope you enjoy sort of thing. And it would just be a bit of a wink and a nudge and, and be a bit of a meltdown, I think. It would be, be quite a moment. Yeah, I'd, the thing that gets me with Crash and Spyro is that it takes up two slots on the DLC character stuff, which... Is fine, I don't but think also I, th- I don't think the five is necessarily as hard line as it's been made out to be so far. There's always the chance that they go beyond I, I, that. I think it is because they're selling that right now. Like people can pay for it, so I think they do have to be locked into a sense, you know, because there are there's a stage and music tied into every character and you can buy them individually but also you get the pack if they're that locked in i think they would include both of them as the one it'd be one pack it wouldn't they wouldn't be separate right or or it would be one character like pokemon training right right yeah exactly that would be weird Um, but yeah which yeah i like and it's weird that we smush these two characters together when their games are so different and obviously they were kind of competing against each other in, in back in the day but they they're both like associated so deeply with the playstation brand and and mascot wise are were the two kind of tent poles of that era so in some senses like they do go together and neither of their games are on the playstation classic right um very true and obviously like the spyro trilogy is obviously going to be coming to switch this year like crash did last year um so nintendo will have that version of spyro on their system so yeah that would that would be cool you know i think it would cause a lot of meltdowns i think a lot of people would be annoyed by it um but you know annoyed by them being in smash or annoyed by nintendo creating a fuss no i think by them being in smash but like at this point you know a lot of the figureheads of playstation are in smash brothers like alucard is not a main character but he's an assist trophy like he is one of the faces of the ps1 snake cloud alucard are all in smash brothers those are arguably the faces of the three most critically acclaimed ps1 games like symphony of the night metal gear solid and um whatever the last one is my brain just died um so you know they they are all very very clearly taken so Mm. you know there you go um anyway i think that'd be fun that would be fun I would like to see that. I would like to watch lots of reaction videos of people getting mad slash excited. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. Okay, my final prediction. Um, obviously, a new Zelda game is coming out. Uh, I think that this is going to... And this is very out there, but this is going to be somewhere that people do not expect Zelda to go. Because a new Zelda game will be announced based on the world of Breath of the Wild, but it will be an online multiplayer game where people can explore the world cooperatively... And there'll be a lot of players uh, and you can you know interact with people um the game map will be largely the same but it will be set before the calamity before everything gets destroyed so like the world will be properly built and everything and there'll be more towns there'll be more npcs it will be more of a kind of a live world as it were instead of this kind of open post-apocalyptic one um and they're gonna put in some new puzzles and dungeons that you can do cooperatively with people and they're going to build some online infrastructure about it and inevitably it's going to suck because it's nintendo doing online um but yeah i feel like they're going to try and capitalize on the online games as a service thing with breath of the wild which is definitely not going to happen but yeah <laughs> I, I mean i think prediction that... 
you know. I think they, they should use that world that they created in Breath of the Wild for something else, actually. And I know that on RFN, they pointed out they should do Breath of the Wild pilot wings, where it's oh, just, yes, yeah. you just fly through that world. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I think there's a strong chance, whether it's a Zelda game or a strange take on Zelda, like your suggestion, that that's not the last we've seen of that world and those assets, you know, like, yes. we'll see. Yeah, and I think that by making it the same game map, it requires less work, but also you can modify it to make it... Well, it could be set after the events of Breath of the Wild, even, you know? It could be set in the world where they have rebuilt everything and, and everything is kind of fine or, now. Um, or do a Red Dead 2, where the game map of the first game is within the second game. <laughs> sure, yeah, like like potential things like that. So, so I think that that could be an interesting way to approach it, and it, it means they get out a game faster and it's also in a, a, a place and setting that people already know and, and enjoy so yeah i you know I, I think that one of the things that set me down that path is when anuma was first describing what the next zelda game would be is like we're rethinking the conventions of zelda we're also thinking about like what would multiplayer be like in a zelda um and maybe that you know segued into triforce heroes um which came out you can before breath of the wild but after he had kind of talked about that um but maybe there is space for them to explore multiplayer in in, in the zelda world a bit more and, and see what neat ideas they can come up with for that um so yeah those yeah. are those are our predictions five predictions locked in lock them in for next year um some obvious ones there i think also some very off the wall ones um i think ali t with his panty prediction is clearly going to take all the points um so so yeah, uh, any other little things that we may think about next year? There's some games you haven't checked in with. What, what's the state of Pikmin 4? What do you feel about that game? God knows about Pikmin 4. How long was it ago? Was it was it supposed to be finished or like I don't nearly know. done? That was yeah, like Miyamoto told us four, four years ago that Pikmin 4 was almost done. So, so that's good. I don't think we see it this year. I think it's... There's, there's enough... There's enough like games, a bit like Animal Crossing, that's kind of more light-hearted more bright that kind of mm. cute style that i think you don't want to get in the way of two cute games i guess I, I'm, yeah. and plus we got like kirby and yoshi coming in 29 not kirby sorry just yoshi kirby's mm. already come but um yeah I, I just think there's not room for it strangely enough yeah um any any games that you're looking forward to in particular reality on switch this year um some of the rumored games you know like for example a Metroid uh, remake, um, Prime remake, or um, Prime Four. I think if uh, a new, a good third-party game. Basically, my predictions were like what I would want to play. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, if any of those came true, then I would be, I'd be happy. Oh, and the other thing is just generally is if um, this isn't going to happen, but uh, if one of the if Bethesda actually bring out um, their new Elder Scrolls game, and it right, comes out yeah. on Switch. Sure, or even Starfield, which is the game they're doing before the next Elder Scrolls. Right, right. Um, um, yeah. Well, what do you? What, how are you feeling about Pokemon for the end of this year? Because it's it's probably a game that you'd be interested in, right? Like the next generation. Yeah, I mean, if they if they make it, um, if they make the online good, if they make the battle system pretty slick, um, I would like it. Yeah, I'd probably get it. Yeah, I'm. Um, thing i like i've obviously i've burned out a lot on pokemon but i i'm curious i do want to see what they do um with this new game and 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 how they change things and how radical it will be 
Um, I don't think it's going to be that big of a reinvention. I'm not sure it's going to impress that visually. Um, probably not going to be a major thing. So, so yeah. Um, going through just a few other things, I will say. So I've written down like these like one sentence things here. So I said Pikmin Four doesn't actually exist. Miyamoto just likes to fuck with the press. <laughs> um, uh, I said Pokemon will not impress visually and won't be a big reinvention. Uh, I said there will be another fucking Kirby game just because. Um, probably um animal crossing will be the same thing and everyone will love it uh and also 3ds some bullshit will be released from 3ds for 2020 it's really bitter little (laughs) no i mean yes that is what it is it's it's my little bit of segment of like you know these things are just going to happen um and we're going to live with them so Uh, we also had an email with their predictions so i should say on our discord server james from vancouver in canada has a few predictions so it says hey lads thought i would write in with some predictions for your upcoming episode try to have a good mixture of realistic and zany predictions have a happy new year so so we just maybe have a quick chat about each of these individually but Sure. Number five, when the new 2019 Pokemon games are released, Nintendo will simultaneously announce a surprise sixth new Smash Brothers character, a Pokemon from the new game, mm. uh, that will be be free for download if you have Smash registered to your Nintendo account while playing. So that's interesting. Where we we talked about like you were ke- you were adamant that they'll keep the five slots MBZ, and this idea is that that this character will just be free. So maybe that would oh, okay. usurp the five slots that people have so similar for, to like know. piranha plant if you yeah, buy yeah. that game you get that character yeah maybe that's potential uh number four a switch redesign will be announced that only plays games in handheld mode buttons are built into the console instead of detachable joy cons it will be called switch sp as a nod to the game boy sp hmm i like that idea a lot of people uh, are flirting around with this idea of a handheld switch and you mean the system that's already handheld well exactly but like <laughs> handheld only smaller screen right yeah because i know some people do are frustrated that the switch just simply does not fit in a pocket and that you know what if you had a smaller slimmer right like, it it, it's not slimmer, a console but... i can just take with me like the 3ds like I, I never really had a case for my 3ds because i just took my 3ds whereas the switch like i have to have a case for it because right. it's not portable in that way yeah so yeah, I, I, is it too early to start redesigning? I don't know. I feel like we we won't see redesign this year. I'd decide with probably next year, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, number three, despite early uh, earlier interviews that stated Hearthstone will not be coming to Switch, Blizzard's recent pressure from Activision will prompt them to take advantage of the Switch by changing their minds and porting the card game to Nintendo's platform. Well, we, we did talk about Blizzard earlier, so... yeah. I wasn't aware of those Hearthstone statements, but... No, I hadn't seen that Why stuff. not bring Hearthstone to Switch? I think it's it's such an obvious one. Like, it's clearly built for the platform. Like, that game is already on um, phones and tablets. Like, the touchscreen interface has already been built into it. Uh, you can probably build a controller interface around it that is pretty simple it's not a difficult game to build around um and obviously they've put diablo on switch now and i'm i think it's done pretty well so you know hearthstone's a free-to-play game anyway uh so you know they'll make money on their microtransactions so their people buying packs and nonsense so i think that that will probably happen and i think hearthstone is definitely more likely than overwatch much as i would love overwatch to be on the switch instead hearthstone is it makes much more sense from a not only a power perspective but also just an interface perspective so right 
number two, out of nowhere, Retro's game as a brand new F-Zero title from the Star Fox Racing Room has started. Uh, brackets, at least they got the racing correct. So mm. I'm just convinced that all that Star Fox Grand Prix retro stuff is real. So yeah. as I said before, I I just think they've gone quiet on purpose. But They they we'll basically see. saw the leaks happening and just like buttoned them up. Would, would you and, share that opinion, MBZ? I mean, like, it was pretty convincing when, when that stuff came out and you saw the logo and it's like, eh, right. this not seen this before. It seems kind of real. But then also, remember the Grinch leak with Smash Brothers and everyone's <laughs> like, well, this has to be true. And then it wasn't. Um, yeah, the, the thing is with leaks these days is you just cannot trust fucking anything. It is the wild west out there people have ridiculous skills when it comes to photoshopping yeah. and it's anything. Fun. i kind of like it it's just like yeah wow that'd be cool but yeah i mean like <laughs> for god's sake we were all obsessed with this dumbass thing that people thought was the nx but wasn't and someone had three printed a goddamn blueprint from nintendo's like i saw someone um post a picture of that recently and they said how crazy was this design the charging um port is in the bottom of the system <laughs> and then, <laughs> that ended up being, yeah being the huh. funny that yeah, yeah. jesus Whoa. uh and then finally the growing bond between nintendo and microsoft culminates uh and in a ridiculous way where mario versus rabbit sequel is announced and features banjo and rabid banjo as new characters huh that would be a three-way crossover because yeah, that would exactly. be Ubisoft and Microsoft and Nintendo, which I think is even less likely. But but yeah. you can dream. Um, I really want to get around to playing that DLC for Mario Plus Rabbids, like the Donkey Kong one. Apparently, is very very good. Um, I really enjoyed that game. I, I want to go back to it. So, there's been some good DLC coming out for a lot of Nintendo games. Um, the obviously Torna I, I adored. I thought that Xenoblade Two expansion was great, and and yeah, there's there's some more stuff out there. So. I want more Mario plus Rabbids. I think that team could do something even more weird and, and out there. So, so go for it. And if that if that means teaming up with Microsoft to get Banjo, do it. I'm all for it. Yeah. So that's we just had the one, but that's our. If you do you want to send an email into the show? It's this Nintendo Life at gmail dot com. That is this Nintendo Life at gmail dot com, or post a question a comment in our discord server uh, link in the description. It's also on our Twitter account at TNL Podcast. You can find it there yeah absolutely um well yeah i think that's gonna pretty much close things out for the show today um thanks ali t for joining us on this first episode that you've been here um i hope uh hope you enjoyed being on the show and and chatting with us about some games yeah it's been a pleasure thanks for having me on you know i wish i could be over here a little bit more often to do these kinds of things but um, yeah yeah it's only got me more excited for uh for 2019 and gaming yeah exactly there's there's lots of things to look forward to it, it feels like every year is like the best year in games now we're at yeah. this point where there's just so much coming out and it's it's this avalanche of, of non-stop and we, we didn't even talk about okami i know so like, yeah ali know, t give it give us your okami MBZ's minute gonna hopefully play that this year and then we can <laughs> yeah maybe have a, another podcast on that yeah just do how many times have you played through okami i don't know Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's um, too many to count <laughs> because they have one of these you know replayable um story modes new game plus yeah right yeah man that's crazy yeah because because obviously like it's a game that you've been telling us to play for years and then bali played it finally last year and he put it as his favorite game his favorite old game uh from last year so clearly it holds up and it's one that i need to finally get to but um i'll do that i might do that in 2019 we'll see and then we can do a, a special on it and just do a show all about okami and talking about it but uh 
that is for the future for now uh, you can find us in various places across the internet you can find our twitter account it's at tnl podcast you can follow us there get updates on uh, all the shows that are coming out um, our patreon stuff our uh, discord has a link there our youtube channel it's all located in that one place that is at tnl podcast uh, you can find me on the internet at lord nbz people where can uh, bally where can people find you i'm asking the audience not you Find me on Twitter at Ballyman91. That's B A L Y M A N 91. Uh, been tweeting a bit, but not. It's kind of been a bit slow on Twitter recently, I feel like, but it needs to, it needs to yeah. pick up. It's a new year. It's a new time. It's a New Year's um, resolution. Tweet more. Yeah. Tweet more. Um, or just don't look at Twitter ever. You know, that's another one you can do. Um, Ali T, you don't really have any presence online. So, uh, I don't know. What's your YouTube channel? Like, yeah. Ali-T. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, with if nothing you, if you want to get in contact with me for whatever reason, um, feel free to contact MBZ or Bally and then they can just send me a message. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's Fair the enough. easiest way. Great. Um, okay, you can uh, find the show in a lot of different places on the internet. We're on iTunes or on Stitcher. Uh, you can download us uh, and find us and you can review us on there. And that would be very, very nice. I had some reviews come in recently i think uh, and we're gonna maybe go through some of those um and and yeah you can do that because that's probably the best way to support the show outside of our patreon which you can find at patreon.com slash this nintendo life and valley we'd like to thank some people yes thank you to our top tier patrons uh our sponsorship level patron daniel v thank you for your support and our two ten dollar tier patrons they are of course my girlfriend caroline and atari alex thank you for your support uh we should say we just did our episode of TNL Ranks. That was in December. We're now into January, so we're back onto TNL Takes. Uh, we've got a few ideas for that show. It'll be out next weekend. Uh, that's for all $5 tier patrons. Absolutely. So check that out. There are a lot of episodes there. Been over a year, so some good stuff you can get. Um, and yeah, I think that that's pretty much it. We plug the email address, uh, done all that nonsense. Um, I guess it's just time to get into the new year and play some more games and and do things like that so i should say we have had some queries about backlog clubs and we're gonna have a think and we'll announce some stuff for next time yes yeah we'll uh we'll have a think through about what games we can do for the next backlog club and uh and and have some fun discussions on so be prepared for that to vote again yes absolutely um so yeah we'll we'll do that next time but until then thank you everyone for listening and we will see you again uh, in a couple of weeks Bye-bye. interlude used on today's show was a remix of Brinstar Depth from the Metroid series in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Copyright Nintendo 2018.